0: previously on the simply human
1: podcast Rick let's tell the two-day video <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's episode 63 of the simply human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick two human beings being human our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat sleep move and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today on today's show it is best-selling author uh, someone who hosts co-hosts a, a very highly rated podcast, it's the great Sarah Fergoso. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment and Sarah's skunk story. And we'll wrap up with our Simply Human tip of the week. How are you, Rick?
2: Mark, you're really testing my commitment to do this uh, recording, oh. uh, to do the podcast, because uh, it is right now 8.39 in the morning, yes. and I'm awake. And are you uh, not normally awake you- this
1: early? On a Wednesday? I thought you had like normal hours on Wednesday.
2: Uh, not, I mean, more normal-ish, but like my alarm went off at 8 because I was like, well, I'm going to have to get up and put some coffee in me. My alarm went off at 8. It was literally, it, you could have, I, I all I could think about was, man, so early. How do <laughs> oh you office gosh. people do this thing? <laughs> there are people in their office at 8 o'clock oh, in the morning working.
1: Way, way earlier. I actually went to bed at about 7 last night and woke up at 6 because I have some sort of cold fever virus and uh, it's funny we talked to sarah about like what to do when you're sick because jason couldn't be on the show on today's show because he was sick and uh, it's kind of like time travel talk that sort of worked itself out like so here i am like with a, with a high and I, I, mean, I really don't have any other symptoms except a fever and like being cold all the time you know mm, that feeling yeah it's been a long time since so i've had something like this but uh before we before we delve any further, I think it is time for Rick's Cop Corner because – and as you – I'm about to sneeze.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> because as you all know from last week, uh, I went on a ride-along. I did make it to 3 o'clock. Yes. Yeah. The
2: first time Mark did a ride-along, he lasted about four hours and fell asleep before midnight. <laughs> so this time I told him, you have no choice but to wait until 3, and man, it was really funny. It like – Two o'clock. He was so tired. He had like drunk voice. He's like, "Yeah, man, we should just go over there and do that thing." I was like, "Are you drunk?" He's like, "No, I'm just really tired." So it was that was pretty great.
1: So there were three things that happened, and we'll start off with the least.
2: I'm very interesting and, and interested in hearing your perspective because uh, this was a very like very average, very typical shift for me. So
1: about the third car we stop, you get out. And, and, you know, I turn up the, the volume so I can hear you on the... On the He's vo- I
2: have an in-car dash camera type of thing, and there's a monitor in there with volume, and Mark is... I'm getting out on traffic stops, and Mark is watching, and t- I have a microphone on my belt. Mark is turning the volume up so he can hear what I'm saying on the traffic
1: stop. Right. And he engages this, uh, this driver who speaks Spanish only. And before I can even react, Rick drops into, like, fluent... Spanish, like, you, like you've been speaking it for your whole life. I'm sitting there, like, with my mouth open, like, claro. I could not believe. Did you? Was that cuidado? Be yeah. careful. Do what? Does that mean be careful?
2: No, that was uh, of course yes. claro. Claro, sí. Um, so, of like, course.
1: I get out. I get my phone out and start like audio recording it. I would play it here, but I don't want to, like, you know. It was just a. Uh, she didn't have her. You know, it was like a license plate light it was out.
2: There was something else. She was. I think she was speeding too, and she also had the. Yeah, the, the, the license plate well, lights is something I you, noticed when I was walking up to the
1: car. And you, you knew that you hadn't told me about that because you got back in the car and I sort of stare at you with my mouth Well, open. I could tell
2: because you were like, jaw was dropped a little bit. And I was like, oh, yeah.
1: Was,
2: Hablo espanol, man, senor.
1: It was very impressive, Rick, I must say. Oh.
2: Es necesario que los oficiales en Texas español para comunicar con la gente.
1: What did you just say?
2: It's necessary for police officers in, well, in Texas to speak Spanish to communicate with uh, Hispanic people.
1: Well, and you, like, yeah, you say the same thing every time, right. But, getting, like, having someone get out and show them the light, it's like, that wasn't, like, a routine conversation. So, Well,
2: I mean, it's, I mean normally I, I don't let people, like, get out of the car, but I could tell, like, this was... Uh, a
1: harmless person th- There's,
2: yeah this was I mean and I hate to say oh yeah this person's harmless because the harmless person could put out the, pull out the hatchet and put it in my forehead but she didn't understand what I was saying the light on her license plate and so I had her get out and I showed her where the burned out bulb was I'm like hey right here you have to take this bulb out just go to O'Reilly's and
1: and speaking and, of and, and, speak, get a bulb. and speaking of Mexican food this isn't one of the three things but we stopped at this
2: place that, got- this was the highlight of my night if you can understand like how typical this night was <laughs> I took Mark to uh, a little restaurant that's in my beat. Uh, if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, you may have heard of it, uh, El Pollo Reggio. Uh, there's like three or four of them. There, there's not a, a big chain, but the, I know there's one like in uh, north side Fort Worth. But uh, they do like roasted chicken, like Norteño style, like the northern Mexican style. Uh, and it is really, really good. And uh, we, we – the – Typically, they don't speak any English in there. But the lady that was at the counter—that's the one lady that speaks English when we got there. So, so you got to look out and see that. But man, that the food is awesome there. I, I that for, was the highlight of my whole night. I forgot is eating at Reggie. I
1: forgot my beans, by the way.
2: I was gonna say your beans are probably still in the refrigerator <laughs> at, the, uh, at the
1: break room. Okay. So the second thing is, uh, just we, we pulled a guy over. This is very interesting. Or uh, we pulled a person over, uh, whatever, for speeding and. Uh, I got to see you arrest someone for driving while intoxicated, and uh, see how that whole process worked. We arrested this uh, individual at eleven, like fifteen, and we got back out on patrol at like one thirty. It's like a two, which
2: which is actually pretty quick. Yeah, and it could have been a little bit quicker if we hadn't have been kind of writing a report a little bit quicker, not kind of joking around in the report writing room. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, seeing
1: Those, how, all the, how the cops, like, interact with each other, like, in the little report writing room was pretty fun. Just,
2: just funny stories. Yeah. Funny story time.
1: And then, uh, oh, oh I, I was telling my mom about that. And I was in the car, like, alone with the guy for a few Yeah, minutes. I
2: go out, and I stop the guy, and I walk up and talk to him, and he's drunk. And then so we go through what we go through, and I arrest him, and I put him in the back of the police car and then i go back up to his car to get his keys and his wallet and stuff like that make sure there's not like a severed head sitting in the (laughs) floorboard and i i didn't really realize it's like oh mark's been in the car alone with this guy (laughs) mark's not like mark's in the front there's a partition this guy can't get at
1: i was like i was like man if he like says something to me or like i don't know what i'm gonna do like and so like he was kind of like sniffling i couldn't tell like if he was crying or whatever so i was telling my mom about it (laughs) And she was like she was like oh oh that makes me sad. I was like hey, he was driving while intoxicated. Don't you should feel sorry for that guy. It's kind of like when uh when when Des Bryant was walking off the field with a towel on his head, my mom like my mom literally started crying. Like tears That's kind of funny by and the way. I was like mom, <laughs> do not be sad for Des Bryant. The guy makes like 20 million dollars a year. But anyway. Um and then the last thing was uh, This
2: was the only thing that's uh slightly out of the ordinary, but it- when I, I stress that like it's very – a little bit slightly out of the ordinary. This doesn't happen every day. And this is a day. very
1: long story. We'll, we'll boil it down to Rick. I, I,
2: could, I can boil it down very quickly okay. We because uh, I have to tell you kind of what's in my mind. We had just stopped a car, and we turned back out onto the road, and we got behind another car. Well, immediately this other car, as soon as I get behind it, turns on some random street that like nobody lives on and stops in front of a house. And I was like, that's really odd. And I run the, the – the, Played on the car and it comes back like all the way across town i was like which isn't in and of itself that's not super suspicious but it just all the thing i'm like okay it just happens to be a very strange coincidence that as soon as i get behind this car he's home he's magically at his destination uh that happens kind of frequently uh and so i uh drove around the corner and got in a position where I can see this car again and I'm doing some research I'm running the name on the plate and he's a you know he's a, a local person that's been in jail numerous times and just got out of the penitentiary for uh, drugs and robbery and stuff like that so I'm I, all this adding up I'm like okay this is uh, more suspicious and more suspicious I'm just gonna keep watching well when they parked in front of the house they were legally parked their right wheels were within 18 inches of the curb. While we were watching them, and this is inexplicable to me, they did a three-point turn in the street and then oriented the, the car to where it was illegally parked. The left wheels were along the curb. They're facing the wrong direction, and I was like, huh. well, you have to have a reason. You don't have to have a reason to talk to anybody, but to compel them to give their, inf- their personal information uh, that you have to have a crime that's basic and, and there's ways around that's the basics what i'm talking about you have to have a, a reason for contact and so hey the car's illegally parked that's my reason for contact because uh, that's illegal it's illegal to park that way so i go up to the car and uh uh it's two guys and i was like hey uh, how's it going hey uh you're illegally parked and he's like oh yeah well we just stopped because we had to put like power steering fluid or something in and i was like oh, okay well i mean be that as it may, you're still legally parked, so I need your driver's license. So the driver gives me his driver's license. It's the name that's on the tag. It's the guy that I already researched.
1: Not before that, what, just he got got out of jail. walked back to his trunk and opened well, up that, his
2: yeah, trunk. That was, yeah, he opens his trunk, and that was when I was like, hey, let's all stop moving around quite so much. Let's mm-hmm. all just be very still because I don't know what's in your trunk. Yeah. Well, the, he had a male passenger with him, an adult male passenger, and I, I just asked him for his name because these. I mean, this whole thing is not – Adding up, and that is the best way I can think of to describe, like, uh, like what we what you call a hunch. Like, uh, I just had a hunch that something was off. It, well, it's because it, it's you can't exactly put your finger on it, but there's several factors, and you're like, man, they they don't live there. The cars are not registered there. The driver has significant criminal history. Uh, I, I, something's not all the way right. So I asked the passenger for his information. So I can run him. And he says, well, you don't suspect me of a crime. I don't have to give my information. I was like, yep, that's absolutely right. I, you absolutely do not have to give me your name or date of birth or your driver's license or anything like that.
1: Then Rick tased <laughs> him and, like, drug him back to the <laughs>
2: – <laughs> Well, he gets on his phone immediately.
1: and uh, well, when, we, when we approached them, he was on his phone. Remember? Because when he came into the light, he was, like, looking for us. He was on his phone, like, before no, we even drove out. I,
2: I didn't realize up. that. Yeah. Well, I'm walking back to my car, and I hear him say something to the effect of, I need a sergeant out here. And I turned around. I thought he was talking to me. So I say, do what now? And he said, no, I'll, I'm on the phone. And I was like, oh, okay. So I know immediately, okay, he's already phoning his in his complaint <laughs> which is adding more to the pile of like something wrong is going on here because sometimes when someone has done something wrong, they think the best way is to raise a big stink and file a complaint. I'm not saying that every time somebody files a complaint uh, that they don't have uh, any basis for it. I'm I'm absolutely not saying that. What I'm saying is sometimes when someone – Feels like they're about to get caught. Their inclination is to whine and cry about it, and that's to complain, like, oh, this officer was talking to me and, oh, he's being so mean. Well, that just happens sometimes. So I'm already, I'm like, okay, whatever. So I go back to the car. I run the, the you know, I already have, have already run the driver. I already know he's clear of warrants and because uh, he, he didn't have, he just got out of the penitentiary. So I go back and I give him his license back. I was like, I'm not going to write you a ticket. I, you know, I don't write parking tickets generally, but just FYI, you have to get, you know, I, Tell them your right wheels have to be along the curb line, whatever. Uh, also, their excuse for pulling in front of that house was that the passenger that wouldn't ID himself, they had his daughter in the car. like looked like probably she was seven or eight years old. Yeah, I'm just taking her down the street. I'm dropping her off. and I was like, oh, okay. Well, why didn't you stop the car in front of the house that you're going to? Oh, because we need to put power steering fluid in. Well, power steering fluid isn't a thing that you need to stop uh, five houses before your destination to do. It's not like motor oil. It's not an essential to run your car on. So that's another – those are other factors why I was like this is weird. Their story doesn't make sense. Well, of course when I release them, they drive the opposite way of where they said they were driving the – dropping the child off at. So their story of we pulled in right here because we're dropping my kid off. Is a, is a garbage story. They just said that because they have to alibi why they stopped right there. And the reason they stopped right there is because I was following them, and they thought, well, if we we don't want to get followed anymore, well, so immediately after I got done, my sergeant calls me like within two minutes probably, and he's like, hey, uh, what was the deal with that car? You just the parking violation, and I tell him the whole story. He's like, oh, okay, well, I guess the driver was kind of been out, or the passenger was kind of been out of shape, and blah blah blah, har- police harassment, and I don't know what he was talking about, but. Uh, I guess Mr. Martinez is complaining that we aren't doing enough patrolling in his neighborhood, which ironically, uh, that's What's exactly what I was doing. Yeah. I was patrolling that neighborhood, found a car full of suspicious people uh, that wouldn't identify themselves. So you know that's exactly he's what he's complaining that I'm not doing is exactly what I was doing. but and I was like, wait, wait,
1: wait. and here's you the said, best part. I
2: was like you said Mr. Martinez right? And he's like, yeah, and I was like well, he wouldn't give me his name so I couldn't run him. I was like, did he give you his first name?" And he says, well, yeah, it's you know such and such. I don't want to give his name on the pretty show. True. And I was like, "Huh, hang on a second. Do, 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 do. Type his name in the computer." Ha, wanted person wanted wanted, <laughs> wanted 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 has like a million warrants. Uh one of them is for uh domestic violence, so that's a, you know, and a bunch of other warrants, but the domestic violence one is the one that sticks out cuz those are things I take pretty seriously. So, uh the funny of, part of this is, if he would have just shut up and not give his name to anyone, then no one would have found out. and he but he had to just really press his issue and like call to complain about me doing my job. And give his name, and I tried to pick him up on Sunday, but we were really busy Sunday night, so I didn't get a chance to. But, yeah, I'm so going to try to him up No, you don't need a
1: reason. If you see him out walking around, you can just go arrest him. Like,
2: well, I mean, I, I'm going to start every shift off by confirming it's still a valid warrant to make sure right. that they didn't vacate the warrant or they hadn't served it or whatever picked him up on it. Cool. And But, yeah, I'm going to go. If I see him in 7 – I've done that before. I've walked into 7-Eleven to get coffee. I'm like, hey, you have a warrant. What? Yeah, you've got a warrant. You're under arrest. Like, it takes five seconds. So, yeah. you know, it would be lucky if I ran into him that way, but I probably won't. But I'll have to do a little bit of work to find him, but I'll find him. Yeah.
1: Well, so that was, it was very fun. And this is, this is kind of a weird thing. If we the, that to- that
2: le- What I meant is that level of stupidity doesn't happen every day where someone like, uh, you know, I get people all the time who are like, yeah, I don't want to wanna- give him a name. Okay, well, well, whatever, dude. But like the level of stupidity of like being smart enough to not give his name when he knew he was wanted, but then to call to make a complaint and give his real name later, like that's pretty stupid it's pretty awesomely stupid <laughs> uh, yeah
1: that was amazing so <laughs> yeah we need to start stumbling towards our interview with sarah but one last thing i you know i, I crashed around 4 a.m uh sunday morning
2: yeah you got you you did last till 3 a.m
1: and i wore i wore my sleep mask to sleep because i know that like oh if i God. listen if i wake up <laughs> and, I, and it's sunlight then it's uh I, I can't go back to sleep and i and i know i needed to get my sleep so i'm i'm asleep and i have a dream and you're in my dream, and, you're, yeah, and I your am. pants were off. So no. I
2: flo- was I floating in the window?
1: <laughs> so you're, you're in my dream, and, and you say this to me. You say, hey, just five more minutes, and that'll be seven and a half hours of sleep. Almost immediately, I wake up. You know, like, you remember, like, the last thing you dreamed pretty vividly. That was the last thing I dreamed. I take my sleep mask off, look at my watch, and it's 11, like, 35. It had been, like, exactly seven and a half hours. Isn't that weird? It's not that. Or weird, it just, you think it's just a coincidence, or do you think you have some sort of internal bodily clock that, that told me that I had been asleep for seven and a half hours? Hmm. Weird.
2: That is weird. I don't know. I've never okay. had that experience. All
1: right. We need to get to our interview with Sarah. Um, <laughs> J- Jason was going to be on the show, but he's sick. We're going to uh, reschedule another time with Jason. Uh, like us on uh, uh, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Uh, is the website like us on Facebook? Follow me on Twitter. Uh, I just tweeted something, uh, and Vinny just uh, responded to it. But uh, it was, anyway, we can talk about it some other time. But uh, also leave a re- story. Yeah, also leave a review on iTunes and be entered in the January uh, T-shirt giveaway giveaway-a-thon. And uh, I guess that's it. There's still uh, links to the nutrients, multivitamin, the skinny fat on uh, on the website. So uh, here's an interview with Sarah. We talked to Sarah about. Uh, being sick, uh-huh. uh, how to get better? Licking elevator gum, vitamin D, Rick's it <laughs> water, rest. <laughs> problems with the paleo label? The Jasa method. Time management and everydaypaleo.com. Here's something. Actually, Rick, when I called Sarah, I accidentally hit like the the video part. And and I'm you know I'm I just worked out <laughs> ah, again so I'm wearing oh, yeah. I, yeah I'm wearing a t-shirt it's but I was like man a good thing I like didn't like oh I I need to call Sarah I just got out of the shower hang on let me Skype her and then it's like accidentally pull up the uh, the video yeah phone. that
2: would be a. a, a... An accident, sure, Mark. <laughs> oh, sorry, I
1: dropped my towel. It's you like,
3: yeah, oh jeez, you guys are hilarious. That would be a, that would
1: be a great tactic on like a dating site. Be like, oh yeah, we can Skype. Whoops, I didn't know it was video. No, I don't.
2: I don't think that would be a great tactic at all. I think that would it be might, people would think you're a be a bad one. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> which is which is why I'm glad I never had to uh, date on uh, an internet site. So. Well, welcome, Sarah. We've been recording for the last couple of
0: minutes.
3: (laughs) I figured as much, you guys. Uh, The recording (laughs) ambush
2: always gets me. I love it. I love it. I love it, too. Awesome.
3: I kind of had a sneaking suspicion. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay. (laughs) Well... Jason, who was going to be on the show with us, Jason Seib, uh the great Jason Sibe, he just called me, and he is like deathly sick, well, not deathly, I, I exaggerate. he's very sick. okay, yeah,
2: so I said, do we need to be sending flowers or <laughs> yeah
1: okay. so but uh, you know, and let's everybody I always talk about like y'all y'all's show the the uh Fit podcast yeah uh is kind of like the, the the main event, the party like where everyone's invited to, and then like the simply human podcast is basically like sort of the after party that no one a few people hang around for, but it 's not like an elite event that 's sort of what the simply human podcast is to y'all show it's like it's like basically all of your listeners like there's like a thousand of your listeners that listen to our show, and that's so i don't need to like introduce you because I think all of my listeners know who you are so uh, the Sarah Fergoso everyone and uh let's let 's talk about. Uh, real quick okay Jason is sick yes let's talk about like okay what do you do if you have the flu everybody just you know you see Facebook posts like right. well I know it's for me I have flu so it's Tamiflu Tylenol and Sprite mm-hmm. for the next two days like what just sort of talk yeah. about that and, like why is that or what's a better way to, to, to get better
3: right well it's a really really interesting question what I love it what cracks me up is when I hear people who are like I'm paleo and I never get sick I'm like um really <laughs> do you live in a bubble because yeah. you know what's great is I do feel like I am sick less often but I'm sorry I have young children and they they do this thing called I don't know absorb germs yeah. and then just like sneeze on the you yeah. on a basis so totally avoiding being sick all the time is just not realistic and plus in my opinion I think it's actually really good for us to get sick every now and then because that kind of does this thing called build immunity. So you, you want to be exposed to germs. Right. Being sick sucks. Yes, it's, it's not comfortable, and I don't think it's healthy to be sick all the time. But if you get something now and then, that's just part of life, and there's a good chance that whatever got you sick that time, you'll avoid the next time if you've got a strong immune system. Quick, so. quick
1: side note. Uh, uh, there's yeah. a story that my brothers like to tell about me absorbing germs. One time we were in a hospital elevator, and there was gum stuck to the, to the wall no. of the elevator. And they dared me to lick it, and I licked it.
0: No. Oh, my gosh. So, anyway. Oh, my God. Well, you're. Yeah. I, don't think that's
2: real surpri- <laughs> I don't think that's real surprising <laughs> to anyone that listens to this show that Mark has done that. And I think what would be more surprising is to hear that he hasn't done it in 20 years. Like, oh, I would think that would be something you did last week. <laughs>
1: yeah. I also that's- ate a half eaten uh, turkey leg off of a park bench at the state fair one year.
3: Oh, oh perfect. Yeah, well, so, you, I'm you very strong on <laughs> Protein. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right. So, sorry. Back, back on track. What to do when you're sick?
3: So here's kind of like my family's approach to to this, and you know, believe it or not, I think it has something to do with a book release. I'm not as bad as Jason, but my my family too has been fighting this little cold all week. And on Tuesday, I, I started like going, "Oh no!" I, you know, when I mean you get that feeling of just being worn down and that little sore throat.
0: Yeah, you know, so it's coming.
3: Our kind of protocol for kind of fighting off the sickness or getting through it a little bit faster is threefold. So number one thing that we do is we up our vitamin D intake. That always seems to help. So we do supplement with vitamin D. I like do a double dose on the day that I might start feeling a little under the weather. And then I also up my hydration. So I just make sure that I am drinking plenty of water, that I might add a little electrolyte tab in there to make sure my my electrolyte balance is really good. And then I really believe in, like, the old adage of, like, the chicken soup thing. Like, that is legit. So I'm sure I've got bone broth going on. And um, just, you know, hydration, rest is is the third one. That's the third one. Making sure you get enough sleep. Like, you have to listen to your body when you start feeling run down. It is a sign telling you you've overdone it, you've been exposed to germs, You don't have the immune system support right now to respond to that in a manner in which it's going to keep you from being sick. So, lay your butt down and take it easy for a little while. So, um, that really seems to help all of us just get through it a little bit faster. And now, some of you are going to laugh at me because I know this is like totally probably placebo and I don't even care. For whatever reason, if I get airborne and I take a couple of them and I wish that they were like paying me to, because I'm not really even endorsing this or suggesting that you do it because, like I said, it's probably placebo. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. But those little airborne things—I swear to God—they make me feel. Hold on, like what is I that?
1: I don't know what that is.
3: Kick. So Google it real fast. Oh, yeah, Look it up. You never heard of this, Mark? No. Wow, it's
2: it
3: like, uh, like 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 zinc and by a teacher. Uh, other stuff. Yeah. yeah. Airborne, right? So cold it's medicine. it's like zinc and vitamin C. And it's kind of like one of those emergencies. Okay. Yeah. If yeah, you've yeah. seen that before,
1: there it is. I'll link to it in the show notes.
3: Okay, cool. So yeah, and like I said, I don't know if it's placebo or not because some people I've heard say, "Oh, that's just ridiculous." But I don't care if it works. Then yeah, if it
1: works, it know. works. And I wrote an article on the on the on my website a long time ago. It's called like the one two punch, and I'll link to it in the show notes. But like, you never just like your immune system is there to ward off you know infection and disease and all that kind of stuff. And so like, if, if for you to get sick, if if it's like something has to happen to your immune system. You know, it has to be weakened in some way so that Mm -hmm. it can be infiltrated. So like if you're not getting enough sleep, if you're not getting the vitamins and minerals that you need, there has to be like something that's going on that, that's not the sickness that weakens your immune system so that you are, you know, that you're susceptible to that disease. So it's like, if you can eliminate that, that the first punch, Whatever it is, by getting enough sleep, you're really going to do a lot. Now, there's some things like you're just going to get, like it's just the one punch; mm-hmm. it's going to knock you down. Right. Like, um, mm-hmm. but the, the the everyday stuff, sort of the more typical stuff, you know, it's 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 an indication that something else isn't dialed in exactly right. And I think that's a totally. it's a good way that you, if you just kind of know your body and and listen to your your body, that you know like right. sort of what that one first punch is.
3: Yeah. Often for me, it's like a stress response. Like, okay, we just finished a book and we've been marketing it and we definitely have been pushing ourselves a little harder than usual. Duh. No wonder we're both a little bit sick because we're not as equipped as we usually are to fight off those germs. But, you know, there are things like strep throat, for example, that I don't care if you're, you know, superwoman, you can't really avoid that when you're, you know, affected with or infected with something like strep. So, um, so yeah. Exactly.
2: Cool. Anyway. Well, this is such a great thing to talk about too because uh, it's cold and flu season. People feel like crap uh, during this time of year because uh, all the germs that are going on. But we talk a lot about how we uh, how we want to be eating on this show and about uh, yeah. eating foods that are nutrient-dense. And you would think that like, hey, the, the the nutrients will help my body do what it's supposed to do. But then the second that we get the flu, we're like uh, – like Mark said, like, Ugh, give me some crackers and Sprite and just the – least nutrient dense things that we can possibly purchase. And so right. it's like, man, we we want to f- apply these kind of principles to all of our lives instead of just like when we're feeling great because it's not about just doing it when it feels great. It's about doing it when it, you know, we don't feel so good, you know, using those
1: same principles. Right. Like like right. A, a Sprite or a Coke, you know, that that is one of the things that could be considered like the first punch, like in the 1 2 punch, like you know that's an, that's an inflammation. It's the sugar. You're not. It's a very nutrient less food, and so it's like you know you're already stressed. You're already sort of fighting the stress off, and then you're going to add more stress to to the problem. Yeah. And so there's one. I was going to
3: say yeah. When you're when you're sick, you're a little bit inflamed, so you're going to add inflammatory foods to what is already an inflamed immune system and right. an inflamed body is not. The, the smart approach, in yeah. my opinion, yeah. for and, sure.
1: And I know f- with our kids, like you know, like you said, like they go to sc- like their daycare, or their school, or whatever it is, and everyone's just like sneezing on each other and like wiping each other's like ears
0: <laughs> waxed okay.
1: together. And uh, I, I don't know, that was kind of a weird one. But uh...
0: my uh, my <laughs> kindergartner
2: last night, yesterday, by the way, he comes home from school, and as he's getting off the bus, he just barfs everywhere.
0: <laughs> no. Oh, gosh. and
2: we're like, "Oh, buddy, are you okay?" He's like, "Yep." <laughs> Well, I guess that's just what kids do is walk around being just
3: disgusting all over the place. I don't, we call it the random kid barf. Like, what's up with that? (laughs) It's so so weird. But it is so strange. It's like, and then they're good. Like, why? Why why do you do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please stop doing that. Uh, So it's like one of the things that we do, it's like, yeah, they get sick, but I feel like... They, they're not sick for as long and they can like sort of fight stuff off better. There's something called uh, noon tablets, N-U-U-N. I'll link to it in the show notes. I started using them for like uh, when I was doing like long races and stuff. And it's like an electrolyte drink. It's Pedialyte has sugar in it, which is what the, the doctors are going to tell you to have. Like if, especially if like that you have a, uh, a stomach bug or something where they're not getting hydrated. But the noon tablets are just electrolytes and there's no sugar. And our girls call it medicine juice. And, uh, so they know if like they're not feeling good and even if they are feeling good, sometimes they once they get a little tab of noon in their water and they get uh, some medicine juice. But, uh, yeah, so it's just, and then they, you know, like, like we said, just make sure I know like white rice cooked with butter and, and salt and, uh, like, uh, what else do we put in there? Um, all right. And a little, a little bit of bone broth in the white rice yeah. is like a great thing because their bodies need some energy to try to fight off the stuff. And it's like sweet potatoes really good. So anyway, um, there was something else I was going to say whenever, uh... oh yeah, the, like the, the barf, like the random barf. My five-year-old, ha- we figured out over like the last year and a half, she has this weird thing. It's like a psychosomatic uh, deal where she gets like overexcited about something, like uh, in anticipation of something. She'll like throw up for like half a day,
0: which is really
1: weird. It's interesting? But it's like makes sense because like when I was a senior in high school, this girl that I was dating came over to the house and she broke up with me. And as soon as she left, I went to the kitchen sink and barfed. So, uh, <laughs> so like, like father, like daughter, I guess. So,
3: uh, Oh my God. Yeah.
1: So I, I had some psycho psychosomatics. Som- so experience.
2: if you're listening, uh, I've made it. Okay. I'm famous now. I have my own podcast no. and, I, and I do CrossFit. So leave me alone.
1: <laughs> I don't do CrossFit. Shut up. So it's, it's, it's funny oh that th- this girl, like, uh, like I was, uh, rick you remember zach small uh yeah yeah, yeah. He, he was over at the house uh long story but we were like talking reminiscing he dated her too so we like found her on facebook and we like sent her a little message and all she did was like liked it like she just gave us a thumbs up like she oh, man. Yeah, she's she still did. rejecting you to this day yeah that's, that's right. gonna be your white <laughs>
2: that's gonna be your white whale there captain ahab yeah.
1: <laughs> yes all right well so that that's the getting sick talk um Jason and Sarah have something super cool that they've talked about. And and most of you listening probably know uh, what, what it is, but it's the JASA method. So Sarah, uh, t- tell us about that. Sort of start from like why you started this project and sort of sure. w- describe it. And then we'll just, we'll probably talk about it for the rest of the time.
3: Um, Sure. Yeah. And not to sound like an infomercial because I, I don't want to do that to your listeners, but um, the JOSA method is basically a compilation of all the work that Jason and I have done together over the years, um, including, gosh, some really solid research just on understanding you know, why some people just can't make a lifestyle change and stick to it. You know, there's so many people who say, Well, I've I've done a whole 30, or I've done that 21 day challenge, or I've done, you know, two weeks of paleo and that's great and then most of them are like and i feel so much better but i didn't stick with it and not just that but there's you know all of us who don't really know where to start with any anything like how where exactly do we start like we all and we don't all know this but you know the audience that listens to jason and i and to you understand that, you know, you, there's the meditation piece and then there's getting enough sleep and then there's the stress management. And then of course there's nutrition and then there's the fitness component. But how do you just wake up tomorrow and do those things? You know, like how do you just flip a switch and go, okay, tomorrow my life has changed done. It doesn't work that way. And I, I know from my own experience that, you know, this whole process of living, your healthiest, best life possible is a journey. It's not something that you just figure out tomorrow. And that's my whole problem with the word paleo is that people take it and then they follow the rules and the rules don't work for them. And maybe their tummy ache feels a little bit better, but they can't stick with it because just like any other diet, it turns to be, it turns out to be not sustainable. And it's a great jumping off point. And I'm not dissing paleo. It's obviously my brand, Everyday Paleo. I love paleo. I love the lifestyle. It's changed my life it's changed so many people's lives but there's something that's missing there's a component that we don't have that isn't allowing people to wake up in the morning and live their life whether it you know including their fitness their meditation their walking their weightlifting, their sleep and not think about it like it should be like jason says it should be as easy as brushing your teeth and taking a shower it's just something you do it's not something that you stress out about yeah so being, being a
1: human like should be second nature it should just be like right. something that you do and the fact that like that's sort of the whole idea behind simply human it's like it, we shouldn't have to think about it and it's getting to that point mm-hmm. where you just wake up and you know, you don't have to think about okay, what is the process of of getting out of bed? I don't understand. Let's see, I have to move. Is my right leg first or my left leg first? I need to weigh my my sh- yeah. my slippers. You know, it's like just get out of bed, and you don't have to think about it. And so that's yeah. So that's yeah. kind of.
3: Well, and I
2: think a lot of that comes from you know your standard, you know, I, I guess you'd call like uh, your mainstream diets and exercise programs and stuff like that. They're so. Well regimented, and you know, I speak for the our segment of the audience that struggles with stuff, and has, been you know, is very, very imperfect with all this. And uh, you know, it, the, there's a mindset when you do those other things that like everything is, uh, you know, you have to uh, check off everything off a list, and it's like Mark said, this it should be intuitive. It should be being a human is what my brain and is wired to do it's what's written on my dna but we're conditioned mm-hmm. over so many years to like like mark said like okay what do i do first what do i do second like like we're following a recipe and it's really not what we're supposed to be doing it's not what we're designed to do
3: true but the the issue lies in that we don't live in a world conducive to living like a human right right exactly. we just don't and yeah know, well like that's, we the, have... yeah,
2: that's what i saying. that's where the problem lies yeah. right there is right. The, is the dichotomy
1: and if you lo-
3: exactly.
2: if
1: you do live in a context where you know doing all those things is second nature you're sure as heck not listening to this podcast because you don't right. know what a podcast is
3: <laughs> that's right you are somewhere very happy on an island that yeah. is remote and far removed from a computer technology laden world but right. you know it doesn't mean that any of this is impossible it just means that you really have to restructure and Uh, reprioritize your life. However, that sounds hard, right? Like who wants to do all of that tomorrow? So the Jasa method really is a program. And so people have asked us like, well, what am I going to get out of this book that isn't in every other paleo book? Well, it's not a paleo book. It is an actual method that Jason and I have created together to help people get from point A to point B without it being stressful on the body. Because really, any change is stress, whether it's good or not. So to try to make it all happen in one day is really irresponsible of us as trainers and coaches anyway. So, you know, we both work with people every single day. We both own gyms. We both have clients. And this is literally the steps that we take our clients through to get them from wherever they are right now to where that better place might be without having it be this stressful, challenging impossible event because there's some people who can take on all these lifestyle changes and they can just do it. That's a very small demographic in my opinion. I think that the larger demographic is very overwhelmed and they don't know where they're supposed to start in their own body. And there's so much misinformation out there, you know, and there's this stigma of, okay, fitness needs to either look like running a marathon or biggest loser or five days a week of CrossFit, and People either jump right into that and they're doing way too much or they're too scared to do anything at all because they know that that seems impossible. So, you know, we talked about this the other day on a podcast that's yet to air um, on Kiefer's podcast where it's like you have to know where you are in order order to even start. So following the steps that we outline in this book basically will get you to where you need to be in your own time and in a way in which you're not going to be stressed out where you can wake up on the last day of this, of this program of this method and be in your body as a human is intended to be without wondering what the heck you're supposed to do. You know, that, that feeling, which I remember of, Oh my God, what am I going to eat for breakfast? Oh my God, what am I going to eat for lunch? Holy cow. I have to go to the gym. Where am I going to fit that in? And I, I totally remember having that stress response to making this, incredible change which we want to help people overcome and also those folks who will do that 30-day challenge and then not stick with it like mm-hmm. why isn't that working so this is more of a you know th- when you're done this is the rest of your life yeah not a, oh i tried this and it didn't work and then that's that's well, sort that's, of the this genesis is good for
2: two reasons number one it's good for the people that have problems with that like to help them get started and also it's good for those of us who struggle so we like know that okay i am not weird i'm not alone that uh you know i I still have questions that I still, you know, have problems jumping in, you know, and addressing different situations. Uh, It makes me feel more normal and less like a man. How can I get this right? Why do I keep eating
0: pizza? Like (laughs) stuff like that, right?
1: Yeah, and it's also kind of a good thing. Like this is what the the twenty one day simply human reset is sort of like a very 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 mini version of this and it's like it's not like a 21 day program at the end of the program you're going to have to completely reinvent the wheel and you're not going to know what to do it's like it's a path to the to the sustainable path like you need to start doing things today that your this this version of yourself that you envision as being super healthy is is doing like don't don't like starve yourself for 21 days or like do a cleanse where you're only drinking you know vegetable juice and then at the end of that time Like, now what? You've destroyed your metabolism. You're, you know, it's like now you've, you're not at that place. It's just like a, it's a gimmick. And so, yeah, it's very, it's very similar. So cool.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We're very excited about it. It's the response has been unbelievably amazing. I mean, it's not unbelievable because we know that this works. And, We are very proud of what, you know, what we've put into this book and the content. And we know, we know, we stand by it. We know that this is going to change a lot of lives, hopefully. So, um, so yeah, we're, you know, just stoked to finally get it out there. Let
1: me, let me ask you this, uh, for anyone that's, uh, like on the, on the bubble, I, uh, I got sidetracked yesterday when I went on to buy the book, but I'm going on, I'm actually doing it right now. Um, so like it's a PDF. So can I, can I get it on my Kindle? You you you
3: can't. You're asking. Yeah, you can get it on your Kindle. You have to download it as a PDF and then upload it onto your Kindle. So the formatting won't be as fabulous on your Kindle. However, I don't want that to deter anyone because the information is is obviously epic. So um, you can still read it on your Kindle. It just might not be as pretty as it would be on your um, on your uh, computer or your iPad. So. Awesome.
1: So, like, what is your favorite part of the just like if you had? I know it's like every the whole thing, and that's sort of the point of it. But like, if you had to pick one thing that you're you're most proud of or most excited about, that's included in this.
3: Well, I mean, the way the book is written, I think that there's a lot of eye-opening moments for for folks, and I think just the underlying tone and message that this can work for you. Um, but like, the one specific part that's probably my favorite. It's just kind of like the the explanation of us understanding that, like you know, the odds are stacked against us, but that's why we wrote this book is to, n- n- no matter what, get you guys to a better place. Because, I mean, Jason and I both are so passionate about helping people. And I know that sounds really contrived, but it's truly why we get up and function in the morning because we actually see results happening. And, you know, you don't keep doing something over and over again if you don't have feedback that's positive, but the feedback we get is positive from our clients and from our audience and the people that we're reaching through our podcast and the blog and our other books. So you know, I think that just the message in that one part of the book that explains, yes, we get it, we understand how hard it is, but this is why this is going to work is probably my, my favorite part. And then, too, just the um, the plan because the whole last part of the book is the plan. So to give someone a plan that we know will produce amazing results is a very awesome, powerful feeling. So I have to, I have to say, th- I have to say that of course the last few chapters, which is the plan happens to be my favorite part of the book. Cool.
1: <laughs> well, you just thanked me and you didn't realize it. I just got a thing saying, thank you. Order completed. Jason. Said, Aww. Okay, so so I just, well, well, thank I
3: you. I should have <laughs> wait. Why don't you have it? Now I feel like a big no, tool. I know no, if
1: you, were, if you were going to offer, I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to accept, I was going to say like, give it, to someone else who you think needs it because i want to support what you guys are doing and uh and it is my Thank honor you. to buy a copy of it maybe rick will uh will take a free copy
2: <laughs> yeah i'll take freebies whenever i can i just walk around with my hands out give them to me. oh
3: i'm sorry i couldn't hear you what was that rick yeah. what was- i'll I'm take
1: joking. i'll take uh yeah <laughs> uh, you're breaking <laughs> up I, I can't hear i can't hear I, i'm losing the connection
3: yeah. Connections,
2: bad. <laughs> see, I missed the joke because I'm not smart.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is why I
2: have oh, the podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Well,
3: I'll see what I can do. I'll there see. You go. I, I might know. I might know people who can help you. There we'll you go. see what I can figure
1: out. Cool. And and let's real quick. I know. Uh, like in January 24th, this is airing on the 14th. So in 10 days, I am pretty sure I'm going to be in Wichita Falls, Texas, which okay. is where Jason is going to be for one of his fat loss seminars. I'll okay. link to that in the show notes in case I know I had somebody from Abilene, where I live. text me about it and say hey you know you think this is worth it and i said absolutely you should go i'll be there so i'm hoping uh that'll be a good crowd um golly i'm trying to think we're almost out of time here but uh i guess the last thing we could talk about is uh it's just for sort of what you're doing now, and you're really focused on on the gym and your clients, and you're homeschooling your kids, and uh, mm-hmm. just just briefly, let's talk about time management and and sort of uh, you know kind of things that you have to do in order to like get get the things in your in your day that that are that are important.
3: Um, yeah, for sure. Well, my, I, you know, I think we talked about this probably when we chatted before, but I will still stand by my statement that my health, my own health is always my priority because without my health, I can't do anything that I love or want to do. So, um, people are always like, God, your life is so busy and crazy and frantic. And yeah, of course, but everybody's lives are that way. I don't know a single person on this planet who is like, Oh, I have got it so easy, you know. Well, maybe there's a few, but not not anyone in my circle. Of
2: just walking around like the guy from The Big Oldowski, like yeah. just in a bathrobe, right. like walking into the grocery store, like, hey, man.
3: Right, but you know what I've I have found out on like the few random days where I can do that, I'm so unsettled. I'm like, I gotta do something. Something's gotta be done. But I counteract that crazy type A personality of mine by practicing meditation and making sure I'm walking and all of that. But I really do have to use time management. And you know what is so, what seems so backwards and crazy, but my number one tip is go to bed on time. Don't try and get done what you didn't do during the day late at night because the next day you will be so much less productive that it's not even worth, oh, well, I've scratched that one thing off my list by staying up till midnight trying to get it done. And I could do that every night, every single night. I could stay up till one in the morning writing that next blog post or programming for my clients so I'm a couple days ahead or researching something that I want to read. There's always something, but what I have found is when I am totally focused and well rested that I I get way more done during my day than I would otherwise. So it's, you get into this vicious cycle when you're not, you know, nurturing your sleep. But as far as time management, other time management stuff is concerned. I always make sure I have food in my fridge. I'm never in a place where, you know, there's nothing to make or nothing to eat. Cause that adds so much time when you're like, Oh, the fridge is empty. I've got to run to the store in the middle of the week and then try and figure out what to make out of that. Or you end up eating out, which, you know, for me never really is the best choice. Um, although we do sometimes obviously cause we're human, but, um, Overall, just having my weekend be that time to prep and plan. Um, because I go to bed early, I'm usually up before my kids. And homeschooling them allows me to let them sleep as much as they need to and want to, so I can get all of their stuff ready for the day. Make sure that I'm totally ready for my day before they even their feet even hit the floor. And if I don't do that, I'm always like an hour behind. <laughs> so trying to just be ready for what's ahead before they even you know start needing me is really really important in my world
1: and let's you mentioned everydaypaleo.com but uh, talk about that real quick everydaypaleo.com the blog and all that and and i have been writing uh periodically on on that and i'm going to continue to do that which i thank you for the opportunity um oh yeah uh, yeah talk talk just briefly about uh what that site is and and what people can expect there
0: Sure.
3: So my website is everydaypaleo.com. And yes, you are a contributor to that site, Mark, and it's awesome. I love all of your work and what you do. And so do our readers. And basically it's a recipe and advice blog. So anything that you want to know about nutrition, fitness, sleep, stress management, there's I mean, we I've been blogging for holy guacamole, six years now, I think. So there's I mean, six years of information that is free and awesome in my opinion so i mean i think there's over 500 or 600 recipes on the site at this point and blog posts from myself and from jason and from you and from other awesome contributors that we've had over the years that cover just a range of topics that are helpful so um yeah you can check that out and all of my books are on the website so if you're interested in seeing what my other books are besides jossa method you can find those there as well
1: and uh, just real quick, and I'm going to wrap up, and we're going to transition to the humans being human segment. But uh, I, I was approached by a local uh, media outlet, Rick K, Texas, and, uh, and I'm going to start doing like a weekly like segment in, on the morning show, and it's going to be like a, a planning and prepping and sort of recipe. And I'm I'm uh, going to exclusively when I mention recipes or anything, exclusively use uh, your books. Uh, to uh to give you some some uh some love in abilene and the abilene natural grocers carries your stuff now so they can it's not like well i don't know where to get that like uh they can just go to natural grocers and buy it in that's in,
3: awesome yeah. so, thank anyway. you so much yeah. i'm honored well, very cool thank you
1: yes I, that's finally they're like they i have been trying to get jason's book in natural grocers for like over a year <laughs> and, and it's kind of funny like he, they, they were contacting him and he didn't realize that that's who was contacting him was the guy, same guys that I was telling him about so he was like oh, I don't know who that is I'm just going to keep <laughs> like blowing him off or whatever and then I was like no
3: that's my guys please I know I love the National Grocers <laughs> people I just did a big tour with them at the their Oregon stores in September and it was awesome their stores are legit and we have none in California oh really I, yeah the, no, I'm, I'm
1: doing a eat like a human talk uh, on the 17th uh, at the store here in Abilene and we start doing some of those around the regional stores here too so all right, Sarah Fergoso, always a pleasure. We are now going to transition. I will do some uh, a quick uh, transition sound effect. <laughs> All right, now.
0: It's it so ridiculous. <laughs>
1: <laughs> welcome to the <laughs> welcome to the humans being human segment with Sarah Fragoso, and this is a story that I, I hesitate to even have you tell it because like. Wait, I said, Mark, I'm
2: so disoriented. <laughs> I uh, how did we end one segment and start another? I didn't hear like a official noise. Oh, you yeah. supposed to no, segue us. I,
1: I made a noise. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I could have made a, a much worse noise. Yeah, uh, no kidding. <laughs> oh
0: God, so th- There funny. was a
1: story that you told on the, your podcast about a year ago, and I thought this would be perfect as for the humans being human story. And it, it mm-hmm. involves a skunk. I doubt Rick has heard this story, so, so let's tell it.
3: Oh, my gosh. Okay, so this was in the middle of the summer, and we'd had some really nice weather because it gets super stinking hot in Chico, like 110. So we had our windows open, and the house that I live in, the whole It's an old, is built like in the 50s, ranch-style home. And the whole kind of back side of the house is these huge windows, which is great, I love it. And they open from the bottom, so you can pull the windows up. So we had all the windows open in our living area, and then the kitchen connects to the living area. So those windows were all open, and our sliding glass door to our bedroom, which is connected to the kitchen, all on the back side of the house. All windows were open, it's a lovely evening, we're sound asleep. It's probably two in the morning and my little chihuahua wiener mix dog, Lala Pollyanna, (laughs) was sleeping on my bed and she starts doing this little (laughs) like the little growl and bark thing. And I'm like, well, whatever. She does that sometimes. And she jumps off the bed. And when she has to go to the bathroom, she does little circles. So I'm like, okay. So she wants to go outside to go pee. So we, at the time, I do the
1: same thing um, when I need to go pee. I stand up and start like spinning in
3: circles. It's like the universal sign, I know I have to pee. It's just going in circles. You're just so, talking to Mark, and all of a sudden he just starts
2: <laughs> rotating nonstop. You can go to the bathroom,
1: Mark.
3: Just point him in the right direction, yeah. be <laughs> and
2: we good. For Mark, the right direction is really just whatever direction he stops. Be that's right.
3: Early. That's hey, I get it. I have little boys, and I grow in like <laughs> anywhere that's a tree is a bathroom, so look out. But um, anyway, so I have three dogs total. So I take the little dog to go outside. My Jack Russell comes down the hall. Oh, it's a party! Let's go outside. Outside already is our Border Collie, and she's still at that time was a was a puppy. She was probably about six months old. And we had crate trained her, and she was sleeping in her dog house outside. She's an outside dog, right? So she's already outside. So my dogs are like barking, and I don't understand why. I opened the door, and I kind of heard something, and I got scared. I thought it was a person, but my dog bolted out into the backyard, into the corner towards the living room, outside, and I hear this Like I heard it. And I thought, oh my God. Ugh, Yuck. Someone pepper sprayed my dogs. Like I literally thought there was like an intruder in the backyard. So I start screaming, John, John.
1: Who is still sound asleep at this point probably, of right? Of course,
3: still asleep <laughs> because he sleeps through freaking everything. And then my this house is man. filled with this smell. And I don't know if you've ever oh, yeah. sprayed by a skunk. But we all know what that smell smells like. But when it's that close, it's like tires being burned. I don't know if you've ever like backed <laughs> uh-huh. We're at a campfire like or a party a high school party and some dork throws a, a tire
2: Mark was that dork Mark was that guy who would yeah. throw the tires on there
1: they would. I, I was never invited it's to the party. Raves.
3: right like everyone <laughs> scatters that's what that initial smell is where your whole mouth and throat just uh. want to close up it was
1: uh. so hold on so the skunk sprayed outside or was it was it, it inside
3: sprayed outside however where it sprayed was right by our open windows so <sighs> Entire house was filled with skunk spray. So my Jack Russell got it right in his face. Oh, and no. It's so a hero. Gosh. I still don't really know what's going on. And so the doors open, the dogs are totally yelping, freaking out. My Jack Russell bolts in the house, oh. jumps on the couch, rubs his entire body on the couch, <laughs> jumps on the love seat, rubs his entire body on the love seat runs into my bedroom because I left the door open jumps on my bed and rubs all over my comforter while I'm like panicking trying to figure out what's happening so it was literally like the worst night of my entire life I cannot even tell you we were, I was laughing and crying at the same yeah. time at one point. Cause the first thing we had to do was, was deal with our dogs. Cause my sprints, my, my sprints my Jack Russell's eyes were like swollen shut. Oh. So I'm like looking online and I'm mixing peroxide and baking soda together and scrubbing the dogs. John and I carried our couches out to the front yard. Oh <laughs> my So left our couches outside. We had to take all the kids into our room that's separated from the living room we have in the back of our house is it used to be the garage. Converted to a family room where you can shut the door so it's completely shut off from the house, and ended up spending the rest of the night there. But it was probably a good three months before we stopped smelling skunk in our house. Well, it's like and uh,
1: when the kids came back in the and like the regular part of the house, you had to like strip yeah. them down, like hosed them down, like throw powder on them. Like in it's like, like up prison. in the Walking
2: Dead, where like they're going into like the the, the guy who works at the CDC has like the uh, full body contamination. before yeah. uh-huh. he's allowed from one area to the other.
3: Yeah, well, it was on everything. I mean, like you would touch a door handle that you hadn't touched Ugh. previously, and and the oil from the spray would be on the door handle, then your hand would smell like Ugh. skunk. I remember the next day, my, my son, who was a senior in high school, he's a freshman in college now, he texted me, and he's like, Mom, I'm in history, dot, 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 and I'm pretty sure I smell like a skunk. Oh. <laughs> and, and I'm at the bank at this point in line. <laughs> and I noticed that the person behind me keeps taking a step backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> back, like, son, I'm in the bank and I'm pretty much in the same boat.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> so well, does the skunk smell like eventually dissipate or do you have to like actively like scrub it to remove it? Or we're we, like over time, it just stops.
3: Well, we did smelling. both. We, we, Fortunately, a good friend of ours is a carpet and upholstery cleaner. Is a dog? I was
2: is ask it, if you called like a biohazard cleanup company, like, yeah, you know, no, some... I mean, we,
3: we, yeah, we called our friend who came and cleaned our couches and then Ugh. came back two weeks later and cleaned them again. And I still would smell it. I mean, they were brand new couches too. I'm like, what do Ugh. I do? I should have probably gotten rid of them, but I'm like, no. Yeah, I just bought these <laughs> couches. Gonna, yeah. Like,
1: if, it, if, that, if this is me telling the story, this is how it would go for me. I would say. Oh l- my
2: gosh, yeah. I, I would say. Imagine.
1: I would say. Luckily, I had a good friend who was a dog murderer, and he came and murdered my dogs. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd be right? so mad at my dogs. Like, yeah. I've smelled
2: this. skunk plenty of times, but never like at the. I guess the distance and the like. uh like time proximity you're talking about, like directly out of the skunk like that quickly. So I've never smelled it that pungently. But uh, one time I was at work uh, and I don't know if Mark told you I'm a, I'm a police officer and I've worked nights for a long time. Well, I uh, am parked like in an apartment complex. I don't remember what it was. It was some some no big deal call, but it's like two o'clock in the morning. So I'm walking down to my car and behind a dumpster, I hear like a rattling, a noise and I'm immediately thinking, okay, that's a dumpster diver, which in and of itself, I don't really care much about, but that can be indicative of people, you know, trying to steal identity paperwork and steal trash with, you know. So, you know, we want to chase them off or sure. see what they're up to. So I walk behind this dumpster. And it was you know, with me. with my flashlight out, ready to just, you know, find this bum and grab him by the scruff of his neck and be like, <laughs> you get out of my town. i round around the corner, and it's a skunk. And this skunk freezes, and he's like a foot away from me. Did you shoot him? And he freezes, and he looks at me, and I look at him, and we're both— like oh my god it's a skunk what do like, i do and i don't want skunk. any like, trouble oh here oh, oh my god it's a person what do i do yeah, a police so officer I was just like if i move i'm trying to do like the, the from the jurassic park like if i don't move he won't see me yeah. and he's trying to do the same thing so we have this like standoff for like 30 seconds and slowly at the exact same time we both just start walking backwards walking <laughs> away from each other and i like slowly get back to my car and jump in i was like oh man that was a close call. <laughs> So like, yeah, for me, a close call at work isn't like, you know, rounding a corner and there's like a... Gang of people loading up their shotguns. It's almost getting sprayed in the face by a skunk from like a foot away behind a dumpster.
1: Well, you're right. the, the one skunk is holding your eye, like holding your attention, and then like the second skunk comes from the side and like jumps onto your neck. And like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a skunk ambush. They're like just gnawing at me, gnawing yeah. and spraying in this God. terrible fit.
1: Skunks, yeah. skunks could, could take over it. humanity if they wanted to. They just, they, they just, really could. They have that enough. power. Yeah. You know
2: what? That's a very good point. Maybe they're just, uh, <laughs> They're like the guardians of uh, of the forest. Like they know that they're that's their realm, and they let us. They allow us to have our civilization. We should yeah. all work in harmony with the skunk.
1: Yes,
3: <laughs> I, I agree. And they you know what they're really darn cute. Those skunks. They are. They yeah. really are cute. But you know what? They're also murderous. They also kill chickens. So mm. we had kind of like a string of bad luck with a skunk, and we had the skunk spray us, and then we had a family of skunks come and kill some of our chickens. So I'm not a big skunk fan, to be perfectly honest with you. I like, <laughs> love to live in harmony with the animal kingdom. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't like me from skunk all that much.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine there's anyone ever in the history of mankind that's ever been like, I really just enjoy skunks.
3: I'm sure
2: there sure are. Like just goes outside and lifts his arms up Ace Ventura style and all these skunks run scary on his arms. He's like, oh, skunks.
3: I guarantee there's someone out there like that and I don't like that person either. Yes,
1: yeah. Well, I, I get that a lot too. Like I'll be standing in line at the, the post office or something. And pe- and- <laughs> And people will start like backing away from me, and I'm just like, it is a skunk. And they're like looking at me like, no, that is not a skunk smell.
3: You. <laughs>
2: a skunk localized the smell directly in the backside of your pants.
3: Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, man. so
3: it's definitely a more a humbling experience to. Uh, have that happen for sure for sure
1: well i and that is that is perfect timing uh I, i knew the skunk story would be good so all right sarah we're gonna end the segment but hang on and uh and we'll say goodbye off the air so sarah thank you so much for being on the humans being human segment and for being on the simply human podcast
3: of course my pleasure guys
0: you're listening to the simply human podcast
1: all right, thank you, Sarah, for uh, your time and also for the funny skunk story. And uh, you know, we talked about the noon tablets uh, with Sarah. I'm actually drinking noon tablet water right now, and I was looking at this airborne cold medicine. If I, I'll probably be over this thing in a couple of days, uh, or I would get that too. But uh, anyway, I, sh- I should be back up and, and running soon. We're interviewing Ori Hofmeister tomorrow, so oh, we are. Yes. Uh, what time tomorrow? Uh, I think at like two o'clock. So.
2: Uh, okay.
1: Sweet, that'll be fun.
2: Oh, uh, no, hey, I gotta talk to you off air
1: about that. Okay, sweet. Anyway, um, all right. It is now time for the Assuming Human tip of the week. Something you can start doing today to become a more healthy human, and the, and it really goes back to something Sarah said in the interview. It's basically take take care of yourself first. Like, if you're sick, get better, and then you know, don't worry about work or anything else. Like, take care of yourself.
2: Well, and it's it's something that. I think a lot of people that listen to the show are probably parents because we get a lot of traction with our simply human moms, stuff that your wife does. But uh, there's – I, I understand the tendency to say you know, I'm going to take care of my children first and then I'll come second. It's it's just – that's the nature of, of being a parent. But if you are not healthy yourself, and whether that's – we're talking about being sick or not being sick, whether or not you're you're in a good place where you feel good and you can work well. Uh, if you can't take – if you haven't taken care of yourself first, you can't be expected to take care of someone else. Uh, and whether that's you know in any regard uh, you you have to first put your you know you have to put yourself first i'm going over the same point over and over again but that's
1: well it's, uh, it's like what they tell you in an airplane like if you're sitting next to a right, small that, yeah child, that's the
2: example i was trying to think of yeah. if you're sitting next to a kid and the little masks drop down put your yours on first before you assist the old person yeah, that's or the little not kid being, next
1: to you that's not being selfish yeah right
2: it's it's the order in which you have to do things. You 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 can't help anyone if you can't breathe on the airplane. So you have to put your thing on first so you can breathe. Then you can help everybody else out. It's the same principle. Like if the uh,
1: if the office building is on fire and there's women and children present, you get the heck out of there as fast as you can. Yeah,
2: you run out as first as fast as you can then on the street <laughs> encourage them like, run out, go down the stairs, run out the door I think everyone understands what I'm saying. Uh, it's not a super complicated point, but you know, you can't help someone be healthy and have good opportunities if you yourself are not taking care of your business and what you need to take care of first
1: exactly all right well that uh that wraps up the tip of the week so thanks for listening to this edition of the simply human podcast coming up next time it is an interview with ari hoffmeckler and then uh we're gonna have jason seibon since uh, he was sick when we recorded uh today or for this uh show we also are gonna have kate Galliet back on i didn't make the joke uh, good.
2: Yeah. She's tired of hearing it. Yes.
1: And, uh, she- Sean Croxton is coming up. We've got we've got a lot of cool guests coming up. So uh, find us online at SimplyHumanLifestyle.com. Uh, links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel, Simply Human Kids page. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at SimplyHuman52. Email the show, SimplyHumanLifestyle at gmail.com or email Rick at SimplyHumanRick at gmail.com. Please leave a review on iTunes, good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. And thank you for making us part of your day. I know there's a lot of options out there. Uh, and we appreciate it. So, that's going to do it for this edition of the same Human Podcast.
2: And remember. Es necesario que los oficiales en español para comunicar con la gente.
1: What did you just say? So, until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>